What if you could find freedom from debt using the wisdom of God? Well, today, Debbie Kirk applied principles of tithes and offerings in her teenage years, and she grew up debt-free. Can you imagine that? Debt-free. I don't know about you, but, but I want to know more about this. Debbie, as we both know, God's wisdom is above our wisdom, but he has principles to follow. What are the basic principles that people should know about, you know, using money that God has given them? Well, I would be remiss, Nancy, if I didn't start out by saying that, you know, the, the tithe and the offering is so important. And I think that one of the things that we don't maybe hear about as, as much you know, it is is how important it really is. We've all we've all heard Malachi three, right? When God says, "Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there might be food in my house, and prove me now herewith," saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, that you will not have room enough to receive it. But He also goes on to say, "I will rebuke the devourer for your sake." so that your vine shall not fail to bear fruit for you in the field. And then he goes on to say, and you'll become a delightsome land. So the, the principles of the tithe and the offering are so important. And, and I've always looked at it this way, like, like God can only watch over his word to perform it. So, so we, we always have to come, our, our thinking and our doing has to come into alignment with the word of God. God can't, God cannot step outside of his word to, to um, bless us another way other than what he's promised. Because that's, you know, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent, right? So he has these principles. And the very foundational ones, the ones that actually take God's hands from being untied in our lives is the tithe and the offering. And it's so opposite of, of what the world thinks, you know, um, people sometimes think, oh, you know, I don't, I don't have money to, to tithe. I don't have money to do that. But the, the, the problem with that is, is that God, God can only be released to operate in your life once you actually do that. And it's not because he needs our money, Nancy. It's, it's because he needs our trust. Because God can't use our money in heaven, but he does need us to be, he needs to be our source. And, and that's the whole, the whole principle between the, the tithe and the offering is who are you going to look to for your provision? Amen. So that's the very first thing is the tithe and the offering to unlock the hand of God, to unlock the blessings in our lives, no matter if it's COVID, pre-COVID, post-COVID, the word never changes. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, you know, I, I got your book, Wealth Without Sorrow, yeah. which changed my life because I spent a lot of time worrying about money all the time. And, and some of the principles in there were just so amazing. Um, and, uh, I saw some changes going on, you know, like, like we discussed before what we lose, Jesus says what we lose on earth, we yes. lose in heaven, right? Yes. What yes. is loosed in heaven will be loosed on earth. So it's so amazing what God can do when you're giving the yes. tithes and you, and so when you give the tithes, you're not supposed to be, you know, expecting, you know, that God's going to just, you're just supposed to be faithful. 
Yes. Yes. And giving the tithe, right? Yeah. And it's a, it's really, it's a, it's, it becomes a lifestyle. You know, it's, it, so many times we hear messages and stuff and, you know, so into this particular, you know, ministry and you're going to, you know, you're going to break through and, and God may speak to your heart to sow into a certain ministry and to, to give a seed. And, and that has certainly happened with me many, many times, but it really, it really, if we want to see sustained blessing in our life, it's what we do with the tithe and the offering consistently every 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 time right so and this is the one area the one area in the bible that god says test me test me in this test me you know so when i started giving i started giving when i was 16 years old and i would and i started giving about 20 percent to the lord and that's just the amount that he had had put on my heart and i can i can honestly tell you i felt supernatural protection. I I knew that I was coming into covenant with God, that he was going to watch over what, what concerned me. And that I was, I had that protection and I just, I I felt that now I went through a lot of things through life where, where God had kind of showed me like where, where he really made the difference between what's God and what's mammon and how to go about the blessing, you know? So I went through all of those type of things, but I, I believe it was to bring this message uh, the the pure message of the word of God, when it comes to finances for people and how he wants to bless them. It's old Testament principles, which are so true today. People think that, you know, Oh, it's the old Testament it doesn't apply. The old Testament applies to us today and forever. It, it always does. It and, does. Yeah. And so, it, and so like in your book, you know, I love your quote, fear is what stops most people from trusting God for their provision. So right. what, what are some of the types of fear that people have? Well, there's a, there's a lot of different types of fear, or let's just say fear is manifest in many different things. Right. So sometimes there's like, the, there's the fear of man, you know, there's, there's the fear of death. Um, the fear of the, there's a big fear of giving, you know, the, yes. the fear of giving because, because people, it's very, very easy to go into your natural mind and say, how, how is God going to do this? We always want to try to work out something in our head. How is God going to do this? So fear of giving is just, is, is huge. Um, and so we know from the Bible that, that fear is a spirit. And and the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So no matter how the fear manifests in our life, we can always go back to the root of it as being a spirit. And so when we, when we deal with something that's a spirit, we actually have to cast it out. We actually have to deal with it. We have to call it by name and we have to eradicate it. We have to tell that spirit of fear to get out of our lives right? Just like Jesus did. And so we tell that spirit of fear to go. And, and so we're not just saying go in this one area. We're saying get out of my life because operating by fear, it keeps you in torment. The Bible says fear has torment, you know? So, so we have to deal with the, the spirit of fear. And then once we do that, once we actually do that, then, then that spirit leaves, but it doesn't automatically make us obedient, right? Mm-hmm. So obedience is a choice. So first we get rid of the spirit of fear, and then we have to act in the opposite spirit, which is the spirit of faith, right? So we get rid of the spirit of fear, tell it to get out of our life, and then 
we immediately listen to the voice of the Lord and, and start, start giving, which, which is where our promised provision is at. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, in your book, you were talking about blessing blockers. What is a blessing blocker? So these are so good, Nancy. And the first one says that in Proverbs 10, 4, lazy people are soon poor, hard workers get rich. So the Bible says that if you don't work, you don't eat, you know, so God wants us to have our hand to the plow. That's, that's his intention. The earnings of the godly enhance their lives, but evil people squander their money on sin. Tainted wealth has no lasting value, but right living can save your life. And that's Proverbs 10 too. The one, here's one that I really love because this is really where, um, where, where God was dealing with me. Trust in your money. And these are all new living translation, by the way. Trust in your money and down you go. But the godly flourish like leaves in spring. And that's Proverbs eleven twenty eight. Greedy people try to get rich quick, but don't realize they're headed for poverty. And I think what we see right now, so that was Proverbs 28, 22. What we see right now, the, the church patterning themselves after the world. They're, they're going after, you know, the, the latest craze when it comes to Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and things like that. And, and those things in and of themselves are not bad. Be, it's, but it's, it's where your focus is. Where are we putting our focus? Is our focus, you know, because it can easily shift from God to mammon if we're starting to look at how, if we're trying to make ourselves the ones that are in charge of our finances, when we really need to be listening to the Lord. Now, if, if God is telling you, hey, I, I want you to move, you know, 20,000 stock over to, to this is different than us continuously watching all day long and trying to figure out in our mind what's going to go up, what's going to go down. Um, and so we need to keep our focus on the Lord. We need to keep our focus on Jesus and listening to his voice on where he wants us to invest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, that's what I really love. I, I mean, I love about the word of God is, is because God is always dealing with our heart and if he can get our heart, he doesn't care how much money we have. You know, honestly, like we deal with things in the realm of millions and billions and thousands and stuff. And it means something to us because that's the world we live in. But God can get our heart. And if God can get things through us to establish his kingdom, there's no limit on what he's going to get to us. All right. So I'll go back on topic here. So this one here, Proverbs 13, 11, wealth from get rich quick schemes quickly disappears wealth from hard work grows over time. So I think God is just, you know, God is so practical and he never changes his mind on how he feels about something. What he said in the Old Testament, the, the principles that he put there in the Old Testament, it's the same that, you know, it's the same way. God never changes. He's not a man that he should lie nor son of man that he should repent. That's why we can trust him because yeah. we know the word of God is true. So let me ask you a question. Now, there are pe preachers out there on TV. They're talking about the abundant life. Like, what do you think about that? I, I absolutely believe that we can live an abundant life. I believe that it's about how we go about it. So when I, you know, I say in my book that sometimes, you know, like listening to prosperity messages, 
it can actually make me cringe or it makes me grieve, but it's when it's not taught properly. It's, it's when, uh, it's when a separate message about prosperity is, is taught, but it's not married to the principles of God. It's not married to what Jesus provided, you know, for us, because we always need to be teaching people the entire gospel and, and not separating out prosperity as something different. And then there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it because God is way more concerned about our character than he is our pocketbook. But if we can get the character part right, it will reflect in our pocketbook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so God, I mean, he like, like the Bible says that Jesus became a curse for us and that the blessing of, you know, Abraham might come on the Gentiles by faith. The blessing of Abraham is huge. It's, it's absolutely, I mean, Abraham was, was beyond blessed and that's who we are. But we can't unmarry the principles and the promises of God. And that's, that's really what I want to get across to people. If they want to see true prosperity, you have to marry the principles and the promises. You can't take one, you know, God wants to cultivate your heart. He wants to cultivate your soul so that he can get those things to you. And then, and then the things that you thought you want, you wanted are not even the things that you thought you wanted anymore. You know? Right, right. Um, so now people may not know Abraham's story. How was he abundantly blessed in, in short? So the Bible says, you know, with blessing, I will bless you. And with multiplying, I will multiply you. So Abraham was just blessed. He was blessed in his livestock. He was blessed later in life with a child. You know, um, basically, you know, God talks about the faith of, of Abraham. So, so Abraham was just blessed in all that he did. And, and that is the promise that, that we have in the New Testament that God is promising us the blessing that he blessed Abraham with. It, and, and so to me, it's like God has made that provision for us that, that, you know, he's made that provision for us, but he says, I need, I need you to follow my principles because I've set this up since the beginning. He set up seed time and harvest, even before the tithe, because a lot of people, like you said, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to acknowledge the old Testament. God blessed him. And so that's, and, and, and that's our covenant. That is our covenant. Right. Some people might even be, you know, you know, stingy with, with their money. So like, I understand one of the principles is when you get paid to take your, a certain amount to tithe and give that over to God first before you pay your bills. Now, this is a principle of God, not my principle, not your principle. This is God's principle. So that would be your first fruits to give to the Lord back to To give to the, yes, yes. Right, right off the top. Very first thing. And I think that Nancy, I think a lot of people, I think the reason why they are stingy is I really believe it comes back to fear. I really do believe it comes back to fear and not understanding, not knowing where provision comes from, not knowing how God's going to do it. So they hold it back thinking that they're going to need it. And so, you know, and I was, we were talking about this before the show, you know, started before the podcast started. It's, you know, we, we all go through times of, you know, wherever we're at, it doesn't matter if you're making a hundred dollars a month, a million dollars a month, $10 million a month. The principle is the same and the enemy will come in 
And he will put that, that doubt in your mind. And if we listened to the doubt in our mind and we don't listen to the voice of the Lord because he speaks to our spirit, then we get off track. So I, I think, you know, I was just starting to share with you, even where I'm at today, being debt free, you know, you know, God has honored us, tithing, offering, debt free, allowed us to, you know, be able to be a blessing and stuff. There is still that level when, when God wants to move you to the next level that he challenges you because he already knows what you're going to do. He already knows the decision that you're going to make, mm-hmm. but, but we need to do this for ourselves. We need to, we need to, to, um, release something to break fear off of our life. You know, yeah. um, for me, you know, and for some people it might be, I need to, I need to sew a hundred dollars and I'm not mentioning specific ministries. I'm just saying, whatever God lays on your heart, you yes. may need to sew something for me, that amount really, really wouldn't affect me. So it's got to be an amount that actually touches my heart because if it doesn't affect my heart, if it doesn't touch my heart, it's not going to touch the heart of God. So God dealt with me specifically about a significant seed that I needed to do to break through, you know, to get out of here and back into here again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you go from glory to glory, you go from, you know, God does everything line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. And the reason he does that is because he's cultivating our souls to be able to receive the blessing that as we obey him, as we know the word of God, that he can increase us and we can handle it and it won't take us out when we get there. Yeah. Well, you know, to me, this is all about faith and fear. Yes. Yes. So so you have to decide as a person where you're going to be. Are you going to completely give over in your mind everything to God? Are you going to surrender Yes. And not hold back because you're in fear. Like you said, Satan wants to come and take that. So he'll put yep. you in fear. Like, like if I don't, if I, if I give something, I'm not going to have $10 to pay for that, you know? Right. But instead of just believing, if I give that $10, then down the road, maybe the Lord will, be, I can recover the 10 and, and it will be abundance in some other way. Who knows? Right. 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 So, right. so my, my question to you is, and the last in is, is that, in, in chapter 11 of your book about writing a vision and making yeah. a plan, can you talk about that for somebody who, who really needs to know these principles? What do I do? How do I do it, Debbie? You do it. Yeah, absolutely. So in, unless we actually write something down, you know, a lot of us have like these different thoughts that come into our mind all the time. You know, it's like, oh, I'd love to do that. Oh, I'd love to do that. You know, and, and some of them get filed like way back, you know, and, and sometimes we might get like just a picture of something. And but the, the, the Bible talks about writing a vision, making it plain so that he who reads it can run. He will run who reads it. Right. So if you don't write something down, you don't always know what God has accomplished in your life. You, you can think that, you know, but you're going along life and you're just, and maybe you're even discouraged because you're like, I don't, I don't really see, I don't really see what, what, 
what's happened. And that happened with Habakkuk, right? So he was questioning God and he was actually in Habakkuk too. He was questioning God about, you know, what, what he was doing about all the, all the wickedness that he was seeing. And he actually knew that God was going to correct him and he was forming his answer, you know, and God was like, you wouldn't, you're not even, you wouldn't believe me, even though I am doing it. So he's like, write the vision, make it plain. So, so writing the vision is something that we can actually go back to and, and, and go, you know what, God, I did pay off that credit card bill. I did pay off that mortgage, you know? And so, and as you go through life, your goals increase, you know? And so you check off some and then God puts something else on your heart, you know, that you want to do. And I say, no matter what it is, even if you think it's the most crazy thing, like, you know, you see yourself preaching in South Africa and you're like, how in the world could that ever happen? Write it down so that you can go back to it later and go, oh my gosh, that was, that was something I could have never done. But, but God is in the business of doing things that we could never do, you know, because he's going to get the glory for all of it. So I say as small as you think that vision is, as big as you think it is, write it down, make it plain so that you can go back and refer to it. Check it off. That's so wonderful. Now, the thing is, is now we just want to make sure everybody knows that like you're watching this broadcast and you're going out and you're going to give $10 and go, well, I want to see what God's going to do. It's not about that. It's about a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle because it's a lifestyle. If you don't, if you're not fully in with God, if you're not fully in faith, if you're not with him, he is not going to acknowledge that. So like, just because you're watching this, you go out and you give 10. Now you're going like, all right, why isn't God blessing me? Well, maybe are you living for God? That's the, yeah. that's the whole thing. Yeah. We're not doing this today to, um, for, you know, for, for those who just think they're going to get rich because they start giving now to God, you need to have that faith in God first. Yes, you need to have that relationship. And, you know, the Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. And so, Nancy, I think that people need to know what the word of God says. They, they actually, if you're, if you are, and especially if you're a Christian, you need to be digging into the word of God and finding out why it is that we get well, because the Bible says that it's God who gives you the power to get well, to establish his covenant on the earth. And so I can honestly tell you that there's nothing like there's nothing in the world that I, I want or need. And, and like my heart's desire is just to give. So God wants us to be out of debt so that we can be a blessing so that we can be the lender and not the borrower so that we don't have to even think about like if somebody has a need. Oh, I got that. Let me let me write the check for that. You know, it's that's that's the heart that God wants us to have. So this whole thing is a heart thing. It's, it's a heart thing. And, and the fact that God has promised us provision when we honor his principles and that really comes out of relationship and not not religious duty or anything else. It comes out of relationship, but there's a way to do wealth right. And that's that's really what the book is about. It's it's about getting back into the word of God and, and doing wealth right. Exactly. <laughs> God's way. Exactly. We're not looking for a man to bless us. We know that we're in covenant with God and that God is going to get it back to us when we honor him. And we're not looking to a specific person to do it, but we know it's a principle and we're just being obedient to the word. Something coming out on your website 
It's called How to Manage Your Finances with Biblical Principles. What's that about? Yeah. So what I did is after I wrote the book, um, my, my heart was really to teach people, like I've wanted to help people with their finances and I've been helping them with them personally, but I, I realized that I, I wanted to help people on a broader base. And so I actually created this course and it's, it's not like probably any course that's out there because really it does have the practical applications of the Excel spreadsheet and things to do to, to reduce your debt. And, and, and I kind of give scripts on how to, how to contact certain people and get your debt down and get interest rates down and how to pay off certain things. But in between that, Nancy, there's, there's biblical teachings that kind of go along with why we get wealth. And, and so that we're not only getting out of debt, but we're understanding why we're getting out of debt, why God wants us to prosper and how he wants us to prosper and how to cultivate our, our souls to handle that prosperity. So that's coming out in March. And so that's, that's um, kirkministries.com. That's where you can kirkministries.com. Right, right, so right. Everybody, check it out, everyone, because it's coming up. March is right around the corner. Yeah. Coming up, get on there and sign up for that. I think there was a pre-sign up, so we'll be looking forward to that too. Now you can get Debbie's book. Now, I've already ear dog places in this book. I've, I've done that. <laughs> I've got markers. It, it, it's really, <laughs> it's like amazing. It's amazing. Thank you, Debbie, for all your godly wisdom and helping others see that God is your provider. Amen. Thank you, Nancy. It's been a pleasure. Been a total pleasure. Thank you for watching the call with Nancy Sabato, where we are leading you to Christ through stories and teachings.